Welcome to Honestly Haunted. to Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we're continuing our tour of the haunted European Union and making a stop in Austria, home to Mozart, Wiener Schnitzel, The Sound of Music, and apparently a good haunting or two. Well, I could talk about Sound of Music for hours. <laughs> that is not what we will be focusing on today, sadly. Another, t- another, <laughs> another time, another, time. another podcast. <laughs> But about 40 minutes outside the city center of Vienna, Austria, you can find a small cemetery hidden among several industrial buildings and grain silos. The area feels very off-limits, as it's difficult to get there. But locals are very familiar with the place if you ask them where it is. The place is known as Friedhof der Nehmenlosen, which translates to Cemetery of the Nameless. The cemetery got its start in the mid-1800s, when the very first recorded burial of an unknown person took place in Vienna. Now, we are certain that this wasn't the first time someone unknown was buried in an unmarked grave, but as far as Austrian bookkeeping goes, this was the start of some really odd events that made a cemetery for unidentifiable people necessary. A rare phenomenon in the center of the Danube River started causing problems for the people of Vienna in the mid-1800s. A vortex created by the river's current and riverbed started sending large amounts of debris and trash up to the riverbank of the city. It wasn't long before other things started to wash ashore, too. The first documented body was pulled from the Danube River in 1840. It was concluded that the person had likely drowned themselves in the cold waters of the river, but no one ever came forward to identify the deceased. Unfortunately, the problem grew worse as more and more bodies started to wash ashore. Identifying them became even more complicated as the water and elements would drastically disfigure their features. The city officials were stumped and, with no other option, elected to bury the unidentified persons in a plot of city land near the bank of the river, as there was nowhere else for them to go. Why would a special cemetery be necessary for those who could not be identified? Well... In the mid to late 1800s, the only cemeteries in Vienna were controlled by the Catholic Church, and you had to be a confirmed Catholic in order to be buried there. So, if no one could figure out who you were, then... oh. Additionally, so many of the deaths from the river were reported as suicides, and at that time burial rites did not extend to those who had died from suicide, so the people of Vienna literally had nothing they could do with the bodies that kept washing ashore. So, the decision was made to create this separate cemetery near the bank of the river, which was already a poor choice because the area flooded so badly during most of the year. As more and more bodies were being pulled from the river every year, the cemetery expanded and makeshift fences were put in place in an attempt to protect the graves. But flooding and neglect left the graves badly damaged and corpses were regularly exposed to the elements, animals, and some were even washed away altogether by the river that took their lives. 
1935, a dam was built on the Danube River along with a harbor that changed the current of the river, which prevented bodies from washing up along the shoreline of the city. The last recorded burial that took place here was in 1940. It is determined that roughly 500 people were once buried in the cemetery for the nameless. While the majority were claimed to be victims of suicide, we'll never know how many of them had been murdered or might have experienced some sort of accident that took their lives. The cemetery sat idle for almost a century before Vienna city officials determined that the cemetery was a public safety concern, as well as a grave injustice, (laughs) no pun intended, to those buried there. In 2012, the Vienna City Archaeological Department set to work to recover all the remaining human remains. Remaining human remains. Grave Grave. injustice. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even trying to be punny, but here we are. So the recovered bodies were then moved to the new site, which is just a little farther inland than the original site. The new burial plot is the final resting place of 104 people. And while over the centuries some of them have been identified, there are still 61 nameless graves that remain today. When you visit the cemetery today, you will find rows and rows of black iron crosses adorned with silver crucifixes and a nameplate that reads Namenlos, or a nameless. Whew. That, that image is very spooky. Sad. It's so sad, too. Some graves have been identified by relatives and now display nameplates. But great care has been put into all of the graves. Many are decorated with flowers, candles, and other decorations, even those without names. Today, the city of Vienna considers the cemetery closed, as in no other people can be buried there. But it is certainly open to the public, and it now has a reputation as one of the most haunted places in Europe. People who visit the cemetery have claimed to see what you might expect to experience in a place that has fostered so much sadness. Shadowy figures looming over graves, apparitions that appear and vanish before you can catch a full glance, and disembodied voices and even cries have been heard throughout the cemetery during all times of the day and night. Locals share the legend that the former caretaker of the grounds, who died in 1996, still follows along each of the grave markers to make sure everything is in order. He makes the trek from the old site up to the new graves and back again, almost like he's making sure everybody made it. But the most unsettling story we've been able to find came from someone who visited the site on Halloween in 2014, right after the new burial site had been completed. The visitor claimed that they were at the cemetery that night because they had lost a bet with some friends. Love it. And needed to stay several hours in the cemetery on Halloween night. Classic. (laughs) Love it so much. (laughs) They said that they had felt completely at peace on the grounds and simply sat under a tree near some of the graves and just rested until sunset. But when they awoke, they found themselves completely alone. The cemetery, while tucked away, is still in a rather bustling area of town, and nearby city and street traffic can usually still be heard. But when the visitor began to take in their surroundings in the dark, they found they could no longer hear anything except the sound of someone walking. Someone walking in what sounded like dripping wet shoes. The squelch and crunch of the wet shoes sounded like it was getting closer and closer to them, until all of a sudden it stopped and then the sound of regular street traffic returned. The visitor looked all around the cemetery for the source of the noise, but found no one. They said they did not care to make good on the rest of their bet and left their grounds immediately. 
Every first Sunday after All Saints Day, there is a special memorial service in the cemetery, and people decorate a small raft in honor of those whose identities were lost to the river, and they let it drift into the water, and they remember them. Oh, it's very, it's very poetic. Yeah, I mean, I was immediately taken in by vortex. Yeah, over vortex. I mean, it's not. It's it's pretty scientific why it existed. Right. But my big question is, what was going on in the 1800s that made a surge of suicides start happening? So let me counter that question with another question. Was it a surge, or do we just not know anymore because they put up the dam? Right. Yeah. It was like a- would <laughs> would the numbers have stayed the same? Are their bodies still in the river? Uh, did the bodies go somewhere else? They, you know, it's, some of the history on that is a little kind of confusing about it. Like it either the so the major issue issue for the city was to keep like they they probably were more frustrated with the fact that debris kept going up onto the the shoreline and they were like we got to correct this somehow and the bodies were not great obviously but they were (laughs) not a welcome addition yeah we would hope so i mean i guess the addition of the the dam just in kind of changed the flow of of the river which makes me think that lots of bodies could still have been there but like yeah but got more um like because of the elements and the water probably right not as the remains are not maybe quite as intact yes yeah i'm not i'm not sure about about that but yeah the the strange phenomenon existing in the river right kept shooting up bodies bodies. and they wrote i mean i don't know what forensic science was like in vienna in that time but i i am curious why so many were just written off as suicides like how could you tell right like was that just the yeah no and that's that's extra interesting because it's like Part of me was about to say, was that just the default if they couldn't tell? But why would it be the default in a place that was ruled by the Catholic Church? Like, you would think the default would be something like accident if you're in a place where you can't be buried unless you're... Yeah. Right? Right. There's something odd about that. Or there was a serial killer and yeah. they didn't know what to do with it. So they just said, Oh, but now this was like, yeah, didn't deal with it. Or, I mean, if a river that large, I mean, the Denny river is like the second largest river in Europe and it flows through, it flows through like 10 countries. Like oh, it, it hits, really? it hits a lot. So it's like, how do we like, are all of them from Vienna? Where's, where's the origin? Where is it? Like, are they all, did you see anything about what, like what caused the vortex or what was going on before then? Like, were there well, bodies washing up? Was the vortex always there? I'm curious. Based on what I saw in the research, it was almost like a shift in the river's current mm. mixed with, I mean, I, I imagine that the, the river bed shifts with right. the ages through any number of things, but I guess it was just kind of like in the 18, late mid 1800s so it was something that changed something, at that point or they felt the need to start bookkeeping at this time like they were like we have to we've got missing people <laughs> oh and i wonder yeah. if before then it was not as they pivotal almost ignored it or but then i guess kind of it might have been also the catholic church 
pushing for like this whole sanctity of life thing recognizing like, that bodies have to be dealt with we can't just Ooh. put people in mass graves this is also kind of in the twilight years of the Habsburg empire and so things are starting to like kind of get rough <laughs> leading up into like the first world war right oh okay um so i mean it doesn't collapse until like 1918 but like so i wonder if there's just kind of lots of unrest also right within the area as a whole. I mean, I'll be totally honest. I've been to Austria. Same. I still don't know too much about Austria's history except for the sound of music. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's probably not a great look, but it's it's true. So Yeah. <laughs> it, well, until it was like, it, it was kind of in a, like a little, it, it had kind of steadied out before World War II until it was annexed by the Germans, yeah. by the Nazis. So, I mean, it was okay, but up until kind of with the collapse of the Habsburg Empire, it was it was not not great, I guess, for a hot minute there. Again, I'm not an Austrian historian by any means, <laughs> but I, I think in it, it's easy to speculate when we have this kind of information to think, like, maybe there was... It, and there also could have been a rise in violence, so disposing of a body in a river would be... Yeah, I, I would just, I, I wouldn't chalk it up totally to that, but I would have to think that maybe there was a uh, uh, a rise in unrest that might have led either to suicides yeah. uh, or murders and even just accidents. I mean, yeah. it's kind of happening. There's, no, there's not really like industrial era regulations on right. places. And there's been a huge bump in industrialization at the time, like lots of... Um, uh, storehouses, grain silos, industrial buildings, and like shipyards and stuff. So like lots of I mean stuff that going also on. makes me think about all the people who died and got hurt during industrial revolutions and because there was no safety standards yeah, or regulations and, and wondering about all of the different types of people who might be using the river as a dumping site, dumping site for problems that they don't want to deal with. Yeah, so... It's very spooky. I mean, there's something very unsettling about the idea of corpses coming up onto... Yeah, like, there's just something incredibly unsettling about that. I I can't imagine it being so often that people call it a phenomenon. You know, I mean, that in itself, like, I can't even put myself there. Yeah, that, I mean, again, the only either there was a drastic rise and this is when it started happening or it had been happening all along and they were like we've got to guess start documenting because i find it hard to believe that like they say the first body was buried in the first cemetery for the nameless right in 1840 when it was pulled from the river but then they say over the time span from when it was moved so the the last uh, the last burial was reported in 1940 Mm-hmm. Right, so we're talking right about... Right before the dam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred... A hundred years, yeah. basically, of bodies. And they said 500 yeah. were there. And, but when they... the So from there, in 2013, 2012, a couple more... Eight... What is it? 70 years? 80 years? Yeah. And, yeah. They, and then they, they have only a hundred... and forty. Which is... Which, I mean, they did say lots of bodies were becoming exposed and... And, and they might not have intact bodies because right. of the damage done to the graveyard, essentially. Yeah. But, yeah, just something in the numbers feels off or, yeah. or different. So, 
Yeah, but I, 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 as far as the haunting goes, this one's like not quite true crime. Like we tried, like part of me wonders, like if there was a notorious serial killer like yeah. hanging out in Vienna. I'm sure there was at least one. Um, <laughs> I wonder what Freud would have to say about all this. He was from Vienna as well, so well, or go. from Austria. I don't know if he's born in Vienna, but um, but yeah, but there's this interesting thing that like obviously the Vienna city officials saw the need that the area was. A, a public safety issue. Yeah. Um, you can't just have, like, exposed human matter. Just, you can't? It's, this is, I mean, in, in 2012. Like, that's, again, not that long ago. No, that, I mean, the fact that there was, that there was all of this, potentially up to 400 exposed yeah. remains in the early 2000s is pretty Shocking. intense. I mean... We've we've covered some cemeteries before, and I think cemeteries in general have a a feeling about them. I yes. mean, it's impossible to go into a cemetery and not think about the fact that there are people who died mm-hmm. under the ground. I mean, yeah. It's in our very first episode, I think one of us says, I don't remember which one of us says it, they were like, we were talking about how, because we, we went to Hell's Gate and here in Lubbock, but we right. also have to pass through the Lubbock cemetery, cemetery to get there. And I think, I think it was me, made the comment like, cemeteries feel different to everyone based mm-hmm. on how often or how little you've spent in them. Yes. And if you find that you have spent a lot of time in a cemetery, either... For two reasons, either you've lost a lot of loved ones and they're very much so a mournful, solemn, hard place to visit Mm -hmm. or other people who actually love and and appreciate kind of the finality of death and like, and, and also kind of the, the heritage and tradition of burial rites and how beautiful mausoleums are and the marble, like they, there's kind of, that's two sides to the, to the coin, um, and then there's also people who, like, I've hardly ever been in one. They I was going to say, I think, I think I kind of fall into that third category because I've only really been, I mean, I, I've only been to a cemetery for a loved one that I remember, yeah. like, once, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've lost other people, I guess, but not, like, I haven't been to cemetery um i guess like so i i have not spent a lot of time there in that respect i also like i totally get people who that i i don't quite know how to phrase this there there are people who like have you heard of um like death doulas Mm -mm. there yeah so so there's like i mean it is what it kind of sounds like you have like, a doula during like birth but there are death doulas like and it's it's about like end of life care okay and, and like yeah like not just physically but also emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally and coming to terms with that and what and like accepting that part of your life and everything and like I totally respect that. I am terrified of that, so that is not me. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of in the middle there of like obviously, m- most of my experience with cemeteries have been, has been through this show. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than you know saying goodbye to to you know family members, like that's really about yeah. about it also. But I also have like kind of. As far as memorials in, in cemeteries, I have a very, like, vivid memory from high school. So the church I attended in Colorado, where I, where I grew up, um, 
the Columbine Memorial is mm. in that um, is in that cemetery behind our church. And I remember being a part of our youth group, and we would go out there, and we would have like obviously very respectful, like but we would go and have like kind of devotionals and have you know just talks about kind of the important things right. when you're in that age group and just like realizing kind of like how precious life is and not taking things for granted and so it's like there's there's that connotation for me as far as memorials within cemeteries and like remembering and that it's important to remember and to not forget mine is kind of weird because the only the only like real funeral and burial that I have been to was for my great-grandma And I was very young when that happened. And my memories of all of that are very confused because I remember, like, I remember in the funeral home, like, playing with my cousin in the basement of the Mm. funeral home. But then I also remember us, like, coming across the door where, like, clearly that behind that door was where they did, um body preparation yes Mm -hmm. and so like like i have these weird mixed memories of like being with being in the back seat of a of a car with my cousin like playing around as we drove to the cemetery but then like it was also raining and standing Mm -hmm. out there was like and it's all these mixed emotions of like not fully understanding but beginning to understand so there's this weird kind of like childhood memory yeah aspect of it for me that that again like then makes me view it in a totally different light because I don't feel like I was aware enough for it to have deeply affected me as an adult and and I think what's probably true for for us is that we have not been in a dilapidated cemetery like yeah 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 like we generally the ones that we would attend for family members are well kept ones that right very regulated were in use in fact in the state of texas i'm not sure about all states or if this is a federal thing that you have to have official approval to bury anybody on Mm. private property And, and also cemeteries are automatically public property there's no such thing as a private cemetery Oh, interesting. And I, I think that's true in the state of Texas, but I don't know if it is true it, everywhere. Elsewhere, yeah. But I don't it's know. but they have to be public places, so therefore they have to be maintained to a certain yeah. standard because they are a public place, which is which is unique. So I wonder, back to the like, the cemetery of the nameless, if before the move, like if things were drastically different in that area of the city land that was used just basically as the burial plot, yeah. And then when the graves were were moved i mean i'm sure that they did the best they could with the remains that they could and again i don't know all the details about how they handled that but when they were put into actual graves and those whose identities they were able to find were named and those that were nameless were obviously still nameless but they were put in a proper grave they were marked with a cross they were given their ending their their peace i wonder because obviously it says activity still occurs in the spot and we have squeaky wet shoes coming Ooh, that is so that is very creepy it's giving davy jones it's giving uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me unsolved mysteries monsoon yes, uh, uh, tsunami, tsunami ghosts. ghosts yes yeah um 
We Which love gives bringing me, those up. I love it's such a it, captivating it ghost story. It's like the they most, are forever on our mind. It's like the most modern ghost story. Like I can really pull from, you know. Yeah. Like it's just anyway. It's just interesting to me. But but yeah, I'm I'm curious if things existed and they were worse in the cemetery right, before it was moved. Before. And now that it's moved, yes, activity still occurs because it's a cemetery and we just have this natural association with shadow and yeah. noise and mist mist 25 minutes maybe so, that should bring us to our verdict i'm gonna say honestly, honestly haunted erin oh. nicole <laughs> i thought we were on the same page <laughs> well you said haunted so you go first okay okay yeah i just i have this Again, I get it because it's just, it's one story that is signifying that the place might still be haunted. And it was also very close to the time where the cemetery had been completed. Yeah. And so I'm curious now if, because I couldn't find any stories that exist in the last, what, nine years, basically, almost 10 years. Yeah. This is the last story I could find. And so I'm curious that if just like with the ground settling, it was like the last of the spirit's being put to rest. And that's kind of why I said not. Okay, I might so, need to change my verdict. Yeah, so that's kind of why I said not haunted. Because I, so, like, no doubt cemeteries often have heaviness to them. There is something very unsettling about the whole thing that happened. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess, I feel like what happened in the washing up of bodies and bodies, you know, being unearthed and all of that kind of stuff was more unsettling and dark than the stories people have had since if that makes sense yeah so like i absolutely i think the the story has all the makings of a haunting but i guess i don't have enough proof of the haunting to say it has been haunted beyond that i think for me i would say I'm going to say, I'm going to still say haunted because I think at one point it was, but I think at one (laughs) point it was, that's fair. I think I would have to determine to like lock in my answer if I was there in person and would walk through it and see if I would feel the same. But I think at one point it was haunted and I actually really love the imagery of the fact that like, what if this person who visited in 2014 heard the wet walking shoes of a spirit going and finding their place And getting in and being like, I'm at peace. We're done. Wow. Yeah. I, I really mean, love that. That's kind of a beautiful image. Yeah. It is. So there, in there, actually, there are cemeteries of the nameless all throughout the world. Like, they basically, like, essentially, we're getting, like, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier stuff. Kind right, of like, we don't right. know the identity. This is a home and Which a safe place. Which makes sense if there were a lot of places where otherwise things were bound by churches and things like that. Right, I mean, right. it makes sense that those would crop up elsewhere, even mm-hmm. if they weren't having a rash of bodies <laughs> coming on shore. <laughs> coming on shore. So, so yeah. So, the Cemetery of the Nameless is not exclusive to Austria, but this is probably the most famous probably the largest that and we are with aware of. The, with, well, probably, I would say, one of the creepiest origins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting stuff. You live in Vienna or in Austria and have visited. I'd love to know if you've visited. Yes. Because it sounds like it's a hard place to get to. It's not, or it's off the beaten path for sure. Um, it doesn't seem like a it's very... It's not something that's on the tourist map. Yeah. Unless you're a tourist like us, which... Dark tourism. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Interesting. Let us know if you've been there. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. 
Thank you, as always, for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. Little Monster.